0: AVX fatigue And Predator celebrates 25 years This is your Geekscape Yeah Alright, how's that for some attitude Wah wah wah, Geekscape, Geekscape Motherfuckers, hey what's up, I'm sitting here on the couch With my dogs, I love uh, Being here with my dogs I I, I spend about 95% of my time On this uh, planet these days With my two dogs, Rufus and Texas My two Boston Terriers right here Um, It's a great life I love it um, I'm super happy, but I'm also super fatigued. Uh, I've been filming, uh, we've been filming and we're, and it's kind of weird. Uh, this project we're editing as we're filming. Um, I, I, I will tell you guys more about it soon. It's an exciting project and I'm just happy whenever I'm filming, it's, I'm happy. You know, I, I just like communicating with people. I think it's the best job for somebody who loves telling stories and loves communicating filmmaking. There's comics, you know. I put out that comic last year, but man, that was a, that was busting my ass. Uh, it's just, that was, I don't know. I mean, I, I never saw anybody <laughs> that I was working with. I had an artist. He was somewhere. I had some uh, title people, they were somewhere, a publisher that was somewhere. No one was here, and I couldn't see them face to face. I couldn't communicate ideas and get excited with them face to face and uh, or or hold people accountable like story wise face to face creatively face to face, justify myself face to face so it felt like a detached process, and then again it 's comics, so you know if you love storytelling and you love communicating with an audience, you bust your ass in comics and you end up selling a thousand you know whereas you know you make a film and you end up getting a thousand people in the first screening at a, at a good film festival so I'm happy to be filmmaking right now uh at the same time it's taking up a ton of time you know filmed this weekend and then we delivered footage so we're as we're filming we're delivering footage and um and I'm back at it at seven a m tomorrow but i but the other thing about the way i'm wired is i love story, i love telling you i tell, i love broadcasting i love talking to you guys uh fifteen years in running <laughs> um i've i've been on the planet thirty three so I've been talking to, you, to people through a microphone for almost half that time, and I don't know, maybe I had more to say before, but it just feels great. I'm really in a good place. I have n- I do not have any complaints. I wish I was better looking, but you know what, I'm married, so what's that going to get me? Um, you know, I'm in a good marriage. I think my marriage will stay good as long as I continue to inception her every night uh, with with really bad dreams, so when she wakes up, being with me just seems like an amazing thing. Um, That is the key to a happy marriage two years in, I can tell you. Inception, your partner, every night. (laughs) That they love you. (laughs) Um, Okay, let's get to it. Um, Prometheus came out, went and saw it. I loved it. There is a longer podcast I'm doing later this week, look for it, about Wednesday, Thursday, where Ian Kerner and I go toe-to-toe about this movie because there's so much to talk about about this film because it's not really a successful movie. You guys who groaned when I said I loved it, I absolutely see why you guys hated it. This is a movie that works very well on a Friday the 13th level, which is pretty painful when you expected more from Ridley Scott, but again, I said it a couple podcasts ago, The body of work for Ridley Scott over the last 15 years has been Gladiator, the director's cut of Kingdom of Heaven, and then some well-made but very uninteresting films. Now we get Prometheus, one that we're interested in, and it's Ridley Scott, who's an awesome director. But man, this movie does a lot. This movie tries to do a ton. On the macro level, it makes you think about quite a few things. There's a few, there aren't a whole lot of plot holes. Of course, we're talking about creation, we're talking about our place in the universe, and on a macro level, that stuff works. On a micro level, man, this movie has a lot of fucking bad things in it. (laughs) We'll get to it. I'm not going to spoil it here. We will get to it on our big-ass podcast with Ian Kerner later this week, uh, because I think he loved uh prometheus 2 there's a lot to love in this movie mainly the designs the suspense designs like the sequences were pretty great some of the scenes i mean the scenes on their own work pretty great but you put them in the context of the scenes that came before and after them and you get a lot of silly movies you know what i mean like think about friday 13th when you get these dummies out there who are sex crazed you know college kids (laughs) <laughs> and they're out there running around like chickens with their heads cut off, getting fucking killed by Jason. <laughs> I love it. I love that kind of stuff. But if you hold Ridley Scott to a higher level than that, you're going to get disappointed because as a as a as a director, as a stylized director, he's rocking. Some of these suspense scenes are fucking awesome. But man, is this script? Whew, it's got some characters who are just fucking asinine. <laughs> I love it, though. I did love Prometheus. Speaking of the same kind of setup as Friday the 13th, Predator is 25 years old this week. Isn't that insane? June 12th, 1987, Predator was released. That is awesome, man. This is one of my top, probably top five action movies, probably top ten movies. Predator, talk about a script that is good. Predator, the thing with Prometheus is it tries to do a lot and it just, can't, it just can't keep all those plates spinning. Predator, very simple, very, very much like a Friday the 13th survival horror where you set up a ton of characters and then you pick them off. But with Predator, it's like what if they're not high school kids in an axe murder? What if they're not high school kids at all? What if they're the baddest of the bad? What if they're Jesse Ventura, Arnold Schwarzenegger? What if there are these tough mofos on the jungle and then something picks them off? Now we're talking about a mofo that that is... Mofoing mofoers, mofoer. <laughs> I have a phrase. I have a, I have a tough guy phrase that I yell out as a joke. If you see me at Comic Con or WonderCon, <laughs> I go, fuck yeah, Geekscape, We're motherfuckers who fuck motherfuckers, motherfucker. <laughs> you gotta be a tough motherfucker to fuck motherfuckers. Because <laughs> motherfuckers think they're pretty tough. You got that? Say that three times fast, motherfucker. Alright, that's not the whole phrase. The whole the phrase is really we're motherfuckers who fuck motherfuckers, motherfucker. Um And that's the Predator right there. Because that team, you know, Carl Weathers, uh, those guys are motherfuckers. All right. Uh, Happy birthday, Predator. Thank you for being so damn awesome. And like Prometheus, they kind of exist in the same world, don't they? Got some alien stuff in Prometheus. You got alien Predator. Happy birthday, Predator. Talking about fucking up some motherfuckers i played my first uh real what kind of game is this i guess you would say this is a mech game a mech piloting game called hawken i went to the hawken machinima party at e3 i didn't tell you guys about this you know the parties at e3 were were pretty good i went to one where girl talk played and i hung out with walton we watched girl talk that was pretty fun it was cool they got the party started they had a Tower of Cupcakes. I don't even know the company that threw it. That's how forgettable like, I think some of the iOS companies are. If you're not Angry Birds, man, good fucking luck. But uh, then I went to the Machinima Hawken party, and I played this mech game um, called Hawken. And I think Hawken's fun. Like, I, I don't, I'm not into mech simulators, and, and, and I'm, I don't have the kind of PC that would be a, a PC game that has all the bells and whistles allow you to game, play a game like this. But it's a free-to-play game, I found out. And this game was awesome. Um, I felt like I was in Robot Jocks, <laughs> and you have a team of mechs. It's kind, of, you know, what we played was kind of. What we played was uh was deathmatch, and I thought this was a lot of fun. Uh, I was playing with some of the developers, and just some people, party goers, and and I, you know, we're communicating with like the headset. Hawken has its own control pad that it comes with, and it looks like '80s style plastic controller but it's all laid out like like you're in the command of like you're like you're piloting a mech so it's kind of big it's a whole huge setup but it's plastic and 80s looking and it looks awesome and so we were playing i wasn't very good at it but man did i love yelling at my teammates in the mic to try and get them laughing as they were kicking ass we won one lost one it was a pretty fun party Uh, So definitely, you guys who are big PC gamers, especially if you're into like mech simulators and stuff like that, Hawken. It's free to play. I can't believe it. I mean, I I was thinking you'd pay to play this game, but guess not. It's free to play. It looked intense, though. Like uh, The technical specs on this thing, like you you might need a bells and whistles computer. I loved it. Um, Let's see. Uh, There's some really good stuff on the site right now, guys. I would go check it out. It seems like our writers are at the top of their form. You know, they see something in the news like Warner Brothers wants to do a, a Justice League movie. Matt Blackwood runs out, does himself a Justice League casting article, which I think is awesome. He he selected Army Hammer as. Uh, you know, we're doing a Justice League movie, so we kind of you know you can't have Henry uh, Cavill as uh, Superman because that's kind of what Zack Snyder's doing and. If you can't have Christian Bale as Batman, let's just start it all up from the ground floor. So uh, Matt Blackwood had Army Hammer as Superman, which I think is cool. I don't know if Army Hammer is still the the top like a top tier guy. Like I think Ryan Gosling got there this year, but I don't know if Army Hammer is yet. Maybe once. Uh, maybe maybe all he needs is something like Lone Ranger to get him there. You know what I mean? But uh, obviously, like maybe he hasn't even got his chance. But is he a marquee guy yet? The, another guy who I love, but I don't know if he's a marquee guy, even though he's had a ton of at-bats, is Sam Worthington. Uh, I love Sam Worthington. I, th- I actually like him. <laughs> I think he's cool. Um, obviously, we've had his buddies on Geekscape talking about their 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 book, their comic damage. I've got to get those guys back on. But... Uh, he had Sam Worthington as Batman, which I think was an inspired choice. And I can already hear you guys crying out, Motherfucker, you got to have an American as Batman. But wait, no, no, I guess not. Christian Bale. Um, so uh, I thought that was, you know, because I guess Sam Worthington, you like, grew, like kind of a brooding badass. Um, but he had some cool choices in there. I liked, um, you just got to read it. Go to Geekscape. Check out Geekscape Cast the Justice League. Just search for that. Um, but there's tons of content just coming out. I mean, Scott and Sean are just killing it, and then our other writers are still there. They're still putting up articles. Um, Molly Mahan, uh, Molly put up this amazing Predator 25-year article that I thought was great. Um, so go read that one too. But be be checking Geekscape because there's some really great stuff out there. And of course, give us feedback. You know, we're not we're not existing in a vacuum here, guys. Like, uh, kind of the reason I'm doing this is to have a community, have communication, and communication goes both ways, so definitely don't don't hesitate to email me, Jonathan at Geekscape.net, don't hesitate to throw something on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Geekscape.net spelled out, like literally search for Geekscape, you'll find it, or and of course t- Twitter, at London at Geekscape.net, search for us. Um, that's where I'm hearing a lot of the good feedback about you guys enjoying these Geekscape pods, you guys uh, are digging the articles, man, I'm blessed. You know what I mean? Like, I think there are a lot of people out there who like talking and like communicating. And the fact that right now I can talk to you guys and do this show and get positive feedback from you guys. Negative feedback, throw me that too. But, man, it's been positive. And, of course, filmmaking. Yeah, I I mean, this is kind of what we've been trying to build. You know, with Geekscape, the film we're shooting now, we're, we're hoping festivals 2014. So be patient. It takes a while. But there'll be a Geekscape logo on it. That was the goal. Like, the goal was to build a site first, a community first, I guess a podcast first and then a site first, and then have it develop into a brand that we could use to put things up. And my goal has always been filmmaking. Um, so I think that's pretty cool. Uh, the film will have the Geekscape brand on it when it hits festivals. And then we're working on another one, which... I don't know. Maybe it'll hit the same time, and like Laura just won't see. Like Laura hasn't seen me very much in the last two weeks, so maybe it'll just be like, "Sorry, sweetie, this is what you signed up for." You know, I don't know if I said this earlier on the show, but I mean, she she met me at a film festival, one of my screenings, and there's that first period when you're it's like really cool to be dating a filmmaker. I guess it goes the same as like creative, you know, a musician or any creative. But there's this period that's really cool to be dating a filmmaker. And then there's this period where it's really not cool to be dating a filmmaker. And that's a longer period because that motherfucker's broke. <laughs> and that motherfucker's spinning his wheels. And he's sitting at your dining table like while you go off to work. And when you come back from work, he's still there. And you guys know from having a roommate, man, if you're the roommate in the room, you know when they walk in that door from work, whatever you're doing right then and there, that's what they think you've been doing all day. So if you're playing video games when they walk in the room, you are fucked. If you're reading comics, you're fucked. If you're not working your ass to the bone, they think you're an asshole, right? So um, that's what that's how it was for a while. <laughs> that's how it was. So and Geekscape kind of, kind of was was like my thing to do. Like even if my career wasn't working. You know, and that we shot Singleton for Fox, we shot Winning's Attack for Fox, and I was working then, even though those projects weren't Geek Skates projects. Um, you know, I was working. You know, you shoot a commercial, you're working. You shoot a music video, you're, commer- you're working. But, I don't know, man, it's time to bring all these chickens home to roost. You know, I had a conversation with George when we were in South by Southwest or something like a year or two ago, and I said, no, 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 no. From here on out, unless it's a pay gig, like a commercial or something, uh-uh. From here on out, it's Geekscape. It's Geekscape, which you guys are a part of, man. Your support meant a lot to me when nobody called, and it means a lot to me now when the phone calls are starting to come. And you know what? Good. I'm going to reward it with more content. We've got the Geekscape coming up later this week with Ian and I talking Prometheus, and I've got a Geekscape interview with this guy Mark Zickery who worked on Like, Deep Space Nine, Star Trek. He's got this thing called Space Command that he's put together through two really successful Kickstarter campaigns. He was on the St. Mort show last week, and I was like, fuck, i got to put this guy on the flagship show because he knows sci-fi like crazy, and he wrote a really great obituary to Ray Bradbury. They were friends. So we're going to have him on the show to talk about Ray Bradbury, sci-fi television, all that stuff. So that's the show. Um... Real quick, one of the articles I saw just before I started this is about uh, Avengers vs. X-Men. Man, I'm already fatigued by this, man. I'm already over X- Avengers vs. X-Men. You guys who are comic book readers, uh, I love Marvel. But they're just pulling the same tricks. I mean, these company-wide crossovers, in lieu of good stories, and they got good writers on them. They got good like artists on them. But these these stories can't shine because they're completely beholden to this lumbering crossover that just is lacking energy. I mean, this is some silly shit in this AVX. It's like the the, the, the Phoenix Force is coming to Earth. The Avengers and the X-Men are fighting over do we do we kill Hope? Who is the you know, who the Phoenix is coming for? Do, you know, in, in, you know, do, do we take you know? Does Wolverine kill her to make the Phoenix Force avoid Earth and not destroy the Earth? Captain America is like, we got to put her on lockdown. You know, Clo- uh, Cyclops is like, no, she's the future of mutant kind. And I'm like, you, hey, you guys are a bunch of just jerks. And, and this goes on for issues and issues, and they they trade blows. They don't talk it out. I guess it'd be a pretty boring comic if they talked it out. But you know what? It's boring as is. What are the villains doing while the Avengers fight the X-Men? I would be looting the shit out of the banks. I would be setting off earthquake technology... I would be making Litveria the number one superpower of the world. If I was Doc Ock, I would be running around, like, pillaging the place. <laughs> Every nuclear threat I'd ever envisioned as a supervillain, I'd be just doing it now. Because the Avengers and the X-Men are fighting like crazy. Half of them are in space and shit. It's just like, cut it out, man. Enough. Meanwhile, DC, they're canceling a couple books from the 52 line, but you knew that was coming. I'm excited... Maybe, I don't know. Uh, I'm excited about a new creative team on Superman that was announced today. Because uh, that Superman book was the one that was lagging. That was the one Superman book that didn't feel that worth reading. But guys, you got to keep up with this stuff. We're doing a good job on the Geekscape site. I think we, this is better than we've ever done. This is the best site we've had, best content we've had. And we're just going to keep throwing it at you. So thanks for listening to this. Uh, I'll be back, I think, tomorrow with a brand new podcast. A big old interview with Mark Zikri from a million sci-fi shows in Space Command. And then later this week, Ian and I are going toe-to-toe with Prometheus. You guys need to watch the movie by then. All right, A movie that I loved despite its massive, massive character flaws and plot holes. But hell, that's what you guys liked about Avengers. <laughs> plot holes and all. Uh, All right, guys. See you next time.